Hello and welcome, folks, to episode 133 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters. I'm Chris, otherwise known online as the True Mr. Six, and that fella over there... It's Andy, a.k.a. Ross King. (laughs) So did you notice last episode, I didn't put the thing in after the... (laughs) (laughs) so that'll be two episodes in a row now with a joke that only me and you get (laughs) we'll keep that trainer rolling for our own personal amusement well yeah and folks you could probably hear it did amuse me somewhat (laughs) i I did wonder if you might have used your real name this episode and just said aka andy england (laughs) (laughs) oh as opposed to andy america absolutely that's right yeah (laughs) but there we go so welcome back everybody two weeks have passed the misery as your heart finds us absent from your lives for 14 days is going to diminish because we're back to fill your ear holes with our luxurious tones once again talking about all things dice masters and you know whatever else comes up yeah you got you got nothing to follow that have you yeah. <laughs> me on the spot. if you'd have said something dice masters related i've gone off on a tangent but you threw me I did, yeah. Although, to be fair, after just saying that and talking about our luxurious tones, proportionally, the ratio of our presence in this episode compared to others is actually probably less. That's right, listeners. You have spoken. You very much enjoyed Andy <laughs> yeah. America's last uh, roundtable where he took over. Uh, so we thought, well, we'll give you what you want. <laughs> yeah. It's becoming very swiftly apparent to us, folks, that you much prefer our podcast where we're not on it. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> your wishes are command, I suppose. Yeah. So absolutely, folks, Andy America, our man on the ground, was at the Memphis WizKids World Championship event. Weekend just gone for us, but two weekends ago for you folks as you listen to this when it goes live and has reported on the event in the moment uh, and sent that audio over for use. So Andy America, our US correspondent, has been earning his pay once again. His pay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Those forms are in the post, Andy, by the way, those HR ones. You need to fill those out. You know what I'm saying? How does it work with overseas pay as you earn? Uh, Very easily when you don't pay a benefit. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a blank email with a kiss emoji in the middle of it. (laughs) After three months, we'll have to set up your pension. (laughs) Well, he's not passed. He needs to pass his probationary period. (laughs) (laughs) He's done well. He's done well. (laughs) I put him down for three years probation, though. I hope that's okay. (laughs) <laughs> Although, spoiler, he didn't win Nationals, so... Uh... I know they're much looser with their employee rights over there in North America than they are over here. You know what I mean? Anyway, you see the green not... card, don't you? I've seen the film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if, you're, if you're a foreign national looking to live in the United States, but to the best of my knowledge, Andy America was born in the he's United not, States. He's not going to tell you if he won't, though, is he? Well, no, I suppose not. But we call him Andy America, so we better add be. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, folks. Yeah, so the world, this is going to be our world's coverage this episode. But as always, before we get into the featured segments, I'm going to ask you, my man, what have you been up to in the last two weeks since we last recorded? don't want to talk about it. You don't want to talk about it? No, I don't talk about it. What don't you want to talk about? fact that you keep beating me every wednesday night oh <laughs> that's not true 
That's not true. <laughs> it's been for a while. Has it really? Hang last, on, let me just... last, last week, I can't even remember what I played. Blanked it from memory. Oh, I did like Control with Colossus. We we both have Colossus. Uh, yes, we did. Sorry, um, I've got the Twitch chat open. I'm just pressing the buttons to see what the win counts are this season. Oh, yeah, okay. So that's right. You're right. I'm on 18 and you're on 12. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was. It was uh, a Colossus off, Colossus face off, rare Colossus Piota from uh, the Dark Phoenix saga set. Yeah, it was close. But what? When you have Colossus, you need a spin up, because yeah, everything rolls on level bloody one, uh-huh. and uh, that's exactly what happened. I took. I can't remember what yours was. I took a load of controlly bits, thinking that I'll put the controlly bits out to to kind of stop you. Uh, and then, you know, get Colossus, roll him in, and I'll have yeah, those yeah. characters out, bosh, 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 job done. Uh, yep. But everything rolls on level one. It's all a waste of time. Don't have to game anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> like that, then, is it? <laughs> Do not like this game anymore. Uh, I can't remember what was on mine. I'm trying to remember now. So the... The kind of cornerstone, the key thing that made the difference for me was Mary Shazam. Yeah, it was. She was really good. So, uh, yeah, so Mary Shazam, it was the... I'm trying to remember which rarity it was. It wasn't the one, the the Mary Shazam that Laurier was talking about (laughs) last episode. Well, we need to talk about our predictions at some point as well. Oh, yes, okay, sure. Uh, Yeah, Mary Shazam, I brought it up on the team builder. Mary Shazam, Wisdom and Minerva, it's the common... And while Mary Shazam is active, when you field a non-villain character die, spin it up one level. Um, that worked yeah. really well with Colossus, and everything got rolled up. <laughs> and even when it didn't, you span things up to be given better attacks. And Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was using... Um... Was that the week I used the Beast Ramp? Mm, yes. <laughs> I can't remember my team. Hang on, on the the team list is on yeah. the description in the <laughs> on the actual YouTube video. So if anyone is particularly interested in seeing the precise teams that we discuss when we have these little chats, then you can do so by going into the YouTube vid and you'll find the, the team lists in the description. Yeah, uh, and while you're there, obviously watch them, chuck a like on the vid, all that. Subscribe. Um, yeah, if you're not already done so, that'd be lovely. Here we go, Chris. Team list. Getting the team list now. Everyone, sit quiet while Chris gets the team list. Yes, I want to clear the current team. Yeah, it was the week I did the beast. Ah, okay. It was the bit. Uh, so uh, Jean Grey, Jean Grey, Marvel Girl. That's the one that uh, you have to. It's Oracle, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, beast combat ready for the ramp, and then Mary Shazam for the spin up, and obviously Colossus himself. So. I got Mary Shazam nice and early doors, sat back and waited to get my Colossus, grabbed my beasts, and got a bit of chip damage in early doors because you let them through, didn't you? Yeah. So they were there to serve as prep. And they got me a little bit of a prep, but they also did a bit of early doors damage. Then got Jean Grey to try and slow you down. But you got rid of her somehow. I can't remember how you got rid of her. But basically, because Mary Shazam was out in the field uh, and all my guys were non-villains, they were spun up the minute they hit the field, and therefore my Colossus was highly effective. Yeah, so your, your weenies were quicker than my control pieces. Yeah, because like your Lalandra's five, your Wonder Woman's six. It's all very expensive stuff. It is. Although, yeah. I bought the, uh, the Dark Phoenix. You did? That was a but good it was, play. It was, but it was just a bit too late. I was going to put my no, Dark Phoenix No, 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 
No, no, no. You bought no. Dark Phoenix. You're talking uh, this week just gone. You got your Dark Phoenix. I did. Was yeah, we're talking game? about. The, yeah, that was a different game. So that was oh. that was we, we had the Colossus off, and that was I I, I basically won because of Mary Shazam. Mary Shazam MVP that one for me. You're talking about when I did the Gladiator Lalandra combo. Oh, I, I, bollocks to that game. I don't. I only <laughs> bought one dice. <laughs> I can't remember yeah, what that, I, I, I was so disgusted after that game that I threw that team in the bin. <laughs> I got going. I did get going really quick on that. Yeah, it was shocking. It? I was yeah. ridiculously good. Like that's that's. I, I, I must have taken some right dog rubbish, bobbins. <laughs> uh, I don't remember how bad your team was to me. No, I don't even remember it. No, I'll tell you what was in it. It was it was like a well thought out. I thought about it a bit, which is probably the the wrong thing to do. I did better when I just <laughs> took ten off the top. You do do better when you just uh, you're a bit more instinctual with it. That is a fair observation. Okay. Oh, Gambit, you were trying to, weren't you trying to roll out? Yeah, Gambit it was. It was. I was trying to use that to clear the field and then throw some things through. Uh, yeah, it didn't work. I don't think I even bought the Gambit in the end. I didn't have time. You did. It killed me. You did. did you I? did buy him. Yeah, but you chose. Oh, um, it didn't roll. Nothing yeah, rolls didn't roll. anyway. <laughs> yeah, I had uh, the Gladiator, the Empire Must Stand, which is the loyalty token one. And then just the vanilla Lilandra which is the common, I think, off the top of my head. And then Dark Phoenix Global, and I was just KOing Lalandras with impunity. <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's one of those, like, it seems weird talking about this when we're about to talk about high-end, meta-competitive, <laughs> like, proper, you know, backs to the walls, everything's super strong. But in, in a, a, you know, a non-competitive kind of casual game, that, just knocking out the Lalandras and then that Gladiator coming through with his overcrush, very strong. Yeah, with the loyalty counters. He was like 11 11 at one point, wasn't he? That's <laughs> not 12 12, something like that. And then just keep yeah. lamping as much in front of it as possible. Yeah, that Dark Phoenix was a good choice. That was She was a good choice for it, but she just kind of didn't, because she was so expensive. Too late, yeah. Yeah, just didn't get, a, too late. didn't get around. But there's stuff to deal with it. Like, so uh, Kang Global or something would have been handy for you. Yeah, it would have been. <laughs> but you didn't have one, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But on the flip side, I mean, I, I mean, I've been all grumpy and, and salty, but no, it's not the case. I mean, what we have been doing over these past few weeks is we've just been trying out the stuff from the the new, 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 new modern. Uh, so you know, with the restricted format now, we we now have or have had for a, the last couple of months. Um, yeah, just trying it all out. So it's it's a case of trial and error. Some things will work, some things won't. Yeah, and um, it's just fun trying out these you know these new new newish cards that we've got to play around with and see you know, see how they get on sometimes good sometimes bad yeah just got to see if something's there haven't you um yeah absolutely well, not that it's, it's the, the 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 10 off the, when i said 10 off the top is that on occasions i've just grabbed the piles of non-filed away cards from the shelf uh, and just taken the 10 from the top to play with and sometimes that's when you find that that nugget that one thing you go oh yeah, I like that. It might not have done very well this game, but I, I like I like the way that works. And then you, you add it onto something else. So it's all good and fun. Uh, it's just that um, my roles and me, uh, my team building has not been on par for the past few weeks. However, should that change? Who knows? We'll find out. 
tune in next time folks <laughs> yeah you know for well that i'm i'm gonna be staring the the wonder woman lilandra de ken control combo is back tonight folks yeah it's gonna be eight hours long it's a <laughs> with a vengeance donations on patreon um, uh, throughout the eight hour uh, <laughs> yeah you don't know what you're doing with yourself when i because t- i've been playing with the attack step that's what it is <laughs> yeah, i forgot that you could attack i forgot my opponent could attack like, oh. what <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's got an overcrush character where's the real chris <laughs> who's this imposter yeah <laughs> very good anything else <laughs> nah nah that's all good for me i've been uh Busy doing housey stuff and building furniture and uh, mourning the Queen. Mm, absolutely, yeah. God rest the soul. Um, yeah. But no, that that pretty much sums up my gaming for the last couple of weeks, just the games with you, my friend. How about you? Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously the games with you, but we've kind of covered them now. Uh, yeah. Outside of that, we've had a little bit of exploding minions going on in the oh, Williams household. Like exploding kittens, but with minions. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's a great Very, game, exploding kittens. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's just lightweight, quick, easy, isn't it? It's just you know exactly what you want, and then uh, and a bit of love letter uh, in the same sort of ballpark, just quick card game on yeah. the table. Uh, I think that's I think that's everything we've kind of played casually in the last couple of weeks, uh, and then outside of that, oh, I tell you what, uh, date for the diary, everybody. Ooh. Date for the diary. One of the things I've started working on is uh, Dice Masters versus Cancer, twenty twenty two. Yeah, so we've got the date in the calendar now. It's the nineteenth of November. We are once again holding the event online. Uh, we'll announce full details a little, a little bit more into October. Just getting some ducks in a row, but we've got the date locked in. Uh, if you're new around these parts, then. You might not be aware, but we do a charity fundraiser every year uh, with the money going to Cancer Research UK. We're part of a kind of gaming collaborative here in the United Kingdom called Gaming versus Cancer. And obviously our little corner of that is is the Dice Masters piece. The face-to-face convention, for obvious reasons, hasn't taken place for a couple of years and it doesn't look like it's taking place again this year. No, it doesn't. No, very no. quiet on that front. However, after the roaring success of our online efforts last year with the help of uh, not just the UK community, who often turns out and helps us raise money for Cancer Research UK, but the international community that got themselves involved, uh, we were close to £800 going in the pot, which is really super awesome. And we were very, very proud and privileged to have had all your help and support. Uh, We'd like to try and do it again this year. So we're going to hold it online on the 19th of November. Uh, just lining up some ducks around. We're getting some donations and sponsors from some organizations and stuff to help us with the prize pool, sorting out a few logistics. Andy and I need to make a decision about the format. So that'll we'll get that all published soon. But, you know, have a chat with your significant others. Cry off dad or mum duty for the Saturday. Pencil it in the calendar. Make, make sure you're available and get your wallets out. We're shaking you down to fight cancer. Yeah, we are. And you'll hear all about the US Nationals and the World Championship. However, it is a well-known fact that the game, uh, the Dice Masters versus Cancer Championship is by far the elite when it comes to uh, uh, the bragging rights. Yes, absolutely. Hopefully Whippet Good will be back this year to defend his title. 
Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. or win the spoon. Oh, in the spoon, indeed. Yeah, hugely prestigious event. Uh, so please, folks, uh, pencil it in your calendars. Get the permissions from significant others that you need. Cancel your plans to free yourself up, whatever whatever needs to happen, yeah. so that you can come out. Uh, because all tickets purchased to participate in the event will go into the fund for the donation to Cancer Research UK from the Dice Masters community. Cool. That's exciting so, yeah. news, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So I've you know, I've been busy emailing and messaging, lining up some stuff, getting some things done and sorted. Uh so that's obviously quite time consuming. Uh and then I did a bit of reporting on worlds over the weekend, but we'll talk about that when it comes to that point in the world's coverage. Well, speaking of world's coverage. Speaking of world's coverage, absolutely. So on to our featured segments. Well, it's kind of one long segment broken down into several little pieces, um, but we're handing over to our um, good friend and highly capable correspondent, Andy America, who did the coverage for us while he was out there in Memphis. Uh, we're going to take it section at a time, just looking at the kind of chronological order of events through the entire weekend at the WizKids World Championship in Memphis, Tennessee. So should we just jump straight into it, my man? Let's do it. Oh, do you know what? Before we start, oh, it, it sounds like a cracking weekend. Yeah, it does. Well, gel. Like just yeah, all I, that gaming and hero <laughs> clicks, figures flying around and dice rolling everywhere. And yeah, I had mad so, FOMO the whole weekend. Did you? Yeah, yeah, I really did. Yeah, but there you go. Right, uh, let's let's get into breaking it down. Then uh, on to the first segment. Yay! Yay! Okay then, folks. Welcome back. Yes, let's. See. So it's world coverage time now. That I just said in my very special voice that Andy particularly enjoys. So, the WizKids World Championship took place at Gracelands, the home of Elvis in Memphis, Tennessee, over the weekend of the fifteenth of September to the eighteenth of September. Uh, there was most definitely hero clicks going on. There was most definitely dice masters going on. I don't know. Did they have any? Uh, do you know what did kind of pass me by that? I've just realised I didn't pay any attention to. Did they have any attack wing or um, like any board game tournaments? Any of their board games? I don't know. If they didn't, they should have done. They. Yeah. I didn't, yeah. They should do, shouldn't they? They more than likely were on sale at the time. <laughs> but a bit of a well, for sure. Yeah, they did have a pop up shop that they were advertising. I noticed that, but I think that's that was probably more for like the Hero Clicks exclusive figures. But yeah, like a yeah Fantasy Realms tournament so or something. The D and D stuff. They got loads of well, the Magic the Gathering war games. Things like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Big, that... Expensive, nice looking boxes of gamey goodness. Yeah, that passed me by. I should have checked that before I opened my mouth, but there you go. But they definitely had Dice Masters going on, and that's what we're here to talk about. Uh, yeah, big event. Obviously, there was a couple of hundred people there, all told with Heroclix and Dice Masters and everything else in the mix. And uh, our man Andy, as we've mentioned, was there on the scene to gather various interviews and chat to the competitors and such like. So on the Thursday, the first day of the weekend, um, it was a pretty easy Lightweight day to get everyone in the mood. Uh, was getting everyone in through the door, registering them up for events, etc., etc. And then, as far as Dice Masters was concerned, there was just a little bit of drafting, a bit of rainbow drafting going on. They had the Superman Kryptonite Crisis by the crate load ready for drafting. So, this first section you're going to hear now is our man Andy having a chat with Ian and Charlie about getting together and what the experience of drafting Superman Kryptonite Crisis is. And then, just very quickly after that, you'll hear. A significant moment in time for the first time ever, folks. The very same 
sequence of podcast is going to appear on not one, not two, but now a third podcast. Brace yourselves, we're crossing the streams. Yay! Hey, this is Andy May reporting live from WizKids World Championships for the Ministry of Dice, and I am here with... Ian Porter. And? Charlie Wally. All right. And we just got done with the first day. The first day is all drafts, so when we got into the hall at 4.30, it was a bit of a fiasco for the first almost three hours today. But uh, once we got in there, we got some drafting done. And how do you guys feel about the Superman Kryptonite Crisis set? I love it. I think it's great. There's a lot of good cards in it. A lot of fun things. Um, I like building with it and, and playing. So what were some of the wind conditions used today? Uh, I got beat by the Hawkman a good bit. Uh, rare Bizarro I saw and Starro. Was that the rare Hawkman that can't be blocked? Yes. Yeah. yeah. What did you see today, Ian? Uh, I saw a common anti-monitor that, uh, well, Laurier used that very effectively against me. Trying to remember what else. That's the one that's mainly sticking out. The others were kind of slugfests. I don't know that it was necessarily a, a strong wind condition uh, until I played, <laughs> until I played you, <laughs> and you decided to use my uh, Supergirl buffed sidekick uh, against me there at the end. That was nice. In fairness, I had that common hawk girl who just kept popping up because question marks were abound this evening in in my game. Uh, she was absolutely brutal. Uh, it, <laughs> I can't believe how many question marks you rolled. That was just unbelievable. It's Yeah, I've used that before. You have to just keep rolling for the question marks regardless. If she's in the used pile, a 2-2 hawk girl is always worth it. And question marks come in handy anyway. So what did you see from the common anti-monitor? How did Loria use it? Well, he had... Uh, if I'm, That was the first game, and it, as you said earlier, it's been kind of a... It's kind of an interesting start to the day, but I believe he had it paired up with the uh, common poison ivy and was putting plant tokens in the field. And so he was just able to kind of, and he was able to uh, consistently put sidekicks out as well. So he could attack with it and just wipe out my field and send it through unblocked. And that's, I think if I remember right, his first one time he had it on uh, seven attack maybe. So it just, it just deals damage when he can't stop it. Yeah. Yeah, I had what I think is probably the pauper combo that we'll see with the Poison Ivy, the Anti-Monitor, and the Batman Global. But I was having a lot of trouble getting those tokens out there, so I had to try and find a way to get more sidekicks in to KO stuff. So, But I was able to use that win condition today as well. Yeah, I just uh, it's I just couldn't field anything to stop it. I mean, it's just one of those, if you can't put enough out there and they can just consistently wipe you and you miss a couple rolls, you're, you're toast. So, Charlie, when you got beat by Rare Bizarro, how many dice did they have? I think this one only had two. Okay. Uh, I was fortunate <laughs> to only take it twice. It can be brutal. Um, yeah, my first game I had kind of a plan to do a little bit of swarm, and then my opponent sat down and said, oh, by the way, I got the Rare Bizarro in four dice. So. <laughs> All right. Well, good game. Good game. So, any other thoughts you guys want to share today? Um... No, I mean, it was just, uh, it was good to sit down and, and draft. Uh, we, we've got a small scene. Uh, it's four. We don't have a local store or anything, so it's, it's four consistently just sitting down. And uh, it's nice to kind of get to be around other people, see new faces, just be a part of the actual larger community. Yeah, when it's been three years since you guys have been out to an event. So 
Yeah, it was great to see you guys. Anything else to share, Charlie? No, it's just great to finally see the faces with the names who answer our questions on Facebook. Um, <laughs> we really appreciate that because it's just arguing amongst ourselves without that. Oh, I'm with you. Well, thanks for the time, guys. All right. Thank you. Have a good night. There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Why? It would be bad. All right, I'm we're in. all rolling. This is... Hold on, buckle your seatbelts, folks, because right now, we don't have one podcast going. Yes. Not two podcasts, but three major podcasts, the major players. I don't know. I'm here with the Ministry of Dice, so more like two major okay, podcasts. I'm also here, though. Is anybody here <laughs> representing Dice Masters United? <laughs> no. Okay, well, we do have three. We have Rolling Thunder. We have a double-double in Dice. And we've got the Ministry of Dice via Andy here. It's Andy May. I'm here for the <laughs> Ministry of Dice. And we're all happening at the same time. This is like time-space continuity problem going on here. I don't know if there's going to be some major feedback going on in the world, but it's all happening at once. There's a ripple in the right matrix. Now. <laughs> ripple in the matrix, people. All right, well, how are you guys feeling about today? Are you guys ready to rock and roll? I feel like I am, but I'm waiting to be sure. I don't know what I'm going to see for sure. Yeah. I'm playing Hieroglyphs today. So I'm going over to uh, play in what's called World's Team Sealed. And uh, myself and Emily and Asia, two other Canadian women Hieroglyphs players, are playing in the Team Sealed event. And what that means is that we get a brick of product. We build three random teams out of it. And then we play three other opponents. So hopefully it goes well. Um, I've never played in it before. I'm really excited. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm here supporting Rob. Rob is playing today, so hopefully it will go well. well good luck with that. How how are, how are you? How is Rob feeling about the situation today? Uh, I mean, I think we're all surprised, right? Like we don't know what we're going to see. There's a lot of guesses, mm-hmm. right? Like master molds and berries and Thor's. Oh my! <laughs> so, <laughs> right. But I guess we'll see. Any thoughts, Andy? For last? I, I think you've pretty much hit it on the head. I think we're going to see Master Mold. I think we're going to see Barry, and I think we're going to see a couple of weirdos show up. With not that they're weirdos, but a couple of weirdo teams show up that uh, will surprise us. But I'm not sure that anything can be competitive with those. I'm happy to be surprised. I hope we're surprised. What about you, Arge? Yeah, I think that's the good, good, good analysis. I, like I said, I haven't been playtesting at all, so. Uh, but you never know. You know, sometimes somebody figures out like the secret sauce. Yeah, and you I, know? Hope, I hope that we see that. I think we're going to see a lot of global abilities today. Yeah, so maybe a little global hate is going to be powerful if they can get out there and stick it, keep it stuck in the field somehow. You yeah, know? I think that Jean Grey is uh, is a nice piece to add to anybody's team right now. Yep, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. yeah, especially if it, if they miss, they whiff the first time through, then and then they can't quite set up the way they want it to yeah. again. So. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely a lot of luck in these games. A lot of if you miss your roll, then yep. you know you're on the back foot and you've got to crawl your way back up. So. Yep. Yeah, and do you have the piece that you need when you whiff that roll to hold off your opponent for long enough? Yep. Yep. Well, you know that's the one beauty of this. These days get really long. And if the games go fast, there's some mercy in that, I think. So, anyway, thank you guys for uh, agreeing to, uh, you know, blow up the universe, so to speak. Absolutely. (laughs) Our pleasure. Thanks. Right, there we go then, folks. So, I hope you all survived the crossing of the streams there. 
the glitch in the matrix, as Jocelyn described it. Uh, really lovely to hear from Ian and Charlie. Uh, I certainly know these guys are out and about and quite active on the you know online chat scene and such like. Uh, but wonderful to hear their experiences of drafting. This whole rare bizarro thing in Superman Kryptonite Crisis drafts seem yeah you know, it seems to be a thing I'm hearing about a lot. A thing thing. A thing thing, yeah, because of this whole, uh, you know, it's max die one, but in a draft you're allowed to just use all the dice that you draft. So people are going hog wild with this rare bizarro. Yeah, I didn't know that. I don't like. I don't really do drafting that much. No, I heard. I heard it was a thing at Gen Con as well. People going for the rare bizarro. Bizarro. What's he um, do? So uh, right at the beginning of the game, you can just pluck a dice off the card uh, at the beginning of the turn. I think it is. You can pluck a dice off the card and put it straight in your bag, but your opponent gets to pick a dice off a card and put it in their bag. Oh, okay. But in the context of a draft, obviously you're getting like a, you know, an eight, eight overcrusher oh, yeah. <laughs> and putting it straight <laughs> in your bag turn one. Um, whereas in a draft, you, you know, your opponent might not have anything comparable to rush for that quickly or whatever. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. So yeah, you don't have to be active or anything. You just literally just pick it up and chuck it in your bag. Yeah. 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 Which is really fun and interesting, um, but if you yeah if you're drafting Superman Kryptonite Crisis, folks, then Ian and Charlie there recommend the Supergirl, the Common Anti Monitor, the Poison Ivy, the Hawk Girl, and such like. So that's really lovely to hear. Um, and then it was nice to hear Andy sort of talking up how he was feeling before the first big day, the first major event that we're about to move into now, because uh, that was Thursday done and dusted onto the Friday now. Uh, and the Friday, two significant things taking place on the Friday. We had the US National Championship uh, that took place on the Friday. And then later on, on Friday evening, uh, Memphis time, there was the WizKids Fan Appreciation Event. Now, we'll talk about the Fan Appreciation Event in a minute, but just to set the scene before we hear... Uh, Andy's interview with Dana. There was 21 players participating in the US National Championship. The winner and finalist, so first place and second place, was uh, Dana, gen- known as uh, uh, General Nemesis, out and about online, a great friend of the podcast, uh, who's, who's actually been on before. He has. Um, yeah. He has indeed, yeah. And of course, our very own Andy America, making it all the way to the finals. So in addition to recording our audio for us, he was just like busy winning things. <laughs> you reckon that's our influence rubbing off on him? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Well, I did point out on Discord, I said that I know for a fact that Andy uh, never misses an episode of the Ministry of Dice, and I also know for a fact that Dana never misses an episode of the Ministry of Dice. They're also both very active in terms of watching our YouTube content as well. Yeah. So, and on our Discord. The, uh, yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think there's there's something there's obviously something there, something magical that happens in, by close proximity to us. Yeah, yeah, I can get that. <laughs> I see that. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so our influence oh, that really made them win, uh, undoubtedly, undoubtedly, absolutely. yeah, yeah. I mean, I know we weren't there, we didn't compete, uh, we didn't play test with either of them or anything. But uh, but despite that, despite our, that, yeah, despite yeah. that. I think I think we can take some portion credit. of the credit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but congratulations to Dana. Absolutely. In fact, Dana was on fire. Absolutely on fire all weekend. He went undefeated up until this point uh, when we hear him talking to Andy there. Yeah, I mean, let's let's, let's hear what they got to say rather than me chuddering on. Let's have a listen. So this is Andy and Dana having a chat just after they had both competed together in the finals at the US National Championship, which Dana 
obviously they picked up the trophy for. What do you want, Master Mold? Why have you brought us here? I want something infinitely more personal. The U.S. National Championship title. This is Andy May. I'm here at uh, what was today U.S. Nationals for Dice Masters, and I am with... Uh, Dana Patton, a.k.a. General Nemesis. And uh, Dana, congratulations. Uh, Dana was our winner today, and uh, how are you feeling? Thank you, sir. Uh, good. Tired, but good at the same time, as I'm sure you understand. Uh, it was a grueling day, and the last match in particular was exhausting. Uh, so very happy that it's done, uh, and definitely very pleased with the outcome, for sure. In that last match, that guy, I mean, <laughs> seriously, where does he come from? And are you, you, you know, it almost came to fisticuffs. But uh, did you calm down afterward? You're okay now? Yeah, apparently someplace called Minnesota. I don't think it's a real place. Uh, still looking for it on a map. Uh, but apparently uh, fighting in sports is a big thing there, so it's part of his culture. So, you know, I tried to respect the culture from whence he came, but eventually we were able to talk it out. Hey, man, that's hockey. <laughs> so you and I played, we can reveal to everybody, you and I played the last match, um, so... You, you won. You took the championship. It was quite a day. Uh, care to share anything else about what you saw from other players? And we can talk a little bit about our teams, but um, if, what did you see today that was interesting? Uh, yeah, for sure. Honestly, a lot more Master Mold and a lot less Barry than I expected. Um, I definitely expected to see both, but I think there were only three Barry teams in total, uh, and I think seven or eight Master Mold teams, and the other about half of the field was something completely different and random, so there was a lot more uh, unique teams that I wasn't expecting, um, and for some reason, Barry was largely absent. And to touch on that, only one Barry Allen team made top eight. As well, so the other two fell off the map a little bit earlier, and the only Barry Allen team that made it was Laurier. Did you play against Laurier's team? Uh, no, no, I played uh, five Master Mold mirror matches, uh, two against Super Rare Thor, who I also know very well, uh, and then one against one of the unique teams, which was a Deathbird uh, Anti Monitor combo team. Um, but it was a lot, a lot, a lot of mirror match today. For sure. And that was Ian Porter's team, the um, the anti monitor. So it was the common anti monitor, and the plan was field plant tokens and sidekicks, KO all that stuff, and run anti monitor through for massive damage on the attack step. Uh, something I feel like we're probably going to see on Sunday if you're playing Popper. I think there's. Gonna- <laughs> I think that's low-hanging fruit at this point for the Popper tournament. Um, Did you see anything else that really stuck out? Oh, I think uh, Shadow Melt's team, for sure. Um, I guess it's kind of a super rare Harley Quinn and rare Batman team, um, but it had a lot of very interesting, unique pieces uh, and was something definitely entirely unexpected. I was doing a lot of playtesting in advance uh, and trying to play against as many different of the main types of teams that I, that I thought that we'd see today, but uh, that was definitely something that caught me by surprise. Yeah, and that one was also running the Super Rare Wonder Woman. So I know he mentioned that a couple of games he just parked her in the field and stymied his opponent completely until he could field enough stuff to get the win. I'm not sure what else I saw. <laughs> I did see a number of Master Mold teams. What's interesting is we were all worried about Master Mold kind of taking over the meta, and then it was Barry Allen's going to take over the meta, but... The Master Mold teams that I saw today, I'm impressed at how much different tech was on them. Mm-hmm. There's, I feel like the Barry Allen team that we saw in um, 
what was it? What was the tournament? Do you remember? Oh, uh, the yeah. Dice Fight XL? Yes. Those were pretty similar in what they were running and how they were getting there and what they had for prep and, you know, Sinister Dark Phoenix, Wolverine, and then add the Starro in most cases. Yeah. The Master Mold teams that I saw at least, I mean, you and I had pretty similar teams with the Deccan. I think it was the Deccan was probably the difference. Uh, the others, though, were all running different bits of tech and different little pieces. Did you see anything else that caught your eye today on those? Uh, no, but I think, honestly, I think because of the success that we both had today, I think we're going to see a lot more Deccan tomorrow. So I think the matches are going to get a lot longer. There's going to be more ties tomorrow uh, because I think Deccan is just such a such an all-star mm-hmm. on, on a lot of these uh, big teams, especially when so many of the teams are relying on having that one big turn and swinging through for lethal all at once. Uh, Deken is just a great get-out-of-jail-free card that stops that in its track. And with uh, Mr. Sinister, which is, again, another all-star card in a lot of the teams today, it's pretty easy to keep your bag lean enough to constantly have it in the use pile, uh, and it really slows a lot of the other big teams down. So I think we'll see a lot of that tomorrow. Yeah, I, I think it's going to pop up a few times, and I think I'm going to have to rethink what I've got out there just a little bit, probably one tweak to what I'm running, because, you know, I'm going to see the villain is packed. I know that. I know that's going to show up a lot. Um, So I'm going to have to be ready for that. And I think what you and I both figured out, well, maybe you knew it already, was it's Master Mold, Deccan, villain is packed, actually buying the action, not not just the global and being ready to know that whatever you put out in the field, enough of it's going to get through to get you the seven damage at a time. And you can hold back on how much you use for your attack so that you don't have to maybe take as much damage back or lose your whole field in one swing. Uh, because with Decan out there, I could swing with everything. You could let it all through. What are you going to take, seven? Who cares, yeah. right? You know, I'll let my opponent clear their field every time. Um, I don't know. What are you thinking tomorrow? You're going to be rested and ready and up and at them? <laughs> uh, we'll see. Definitely after the the presentation with the spoilers tonight, which will be interesting to see. Uh, definitely going to get to bed early. Try and make my jello brain uh, go back to normal and relax and, and do this whole thing again for another eight or nine hours tomorrow. But... Uh, yeah, just happy happy with the outcome for sure. Um, the team played really well. The Master Mole rolled really well for the most part. Um, and I think that's one of the, the interesting things we talked about earlier that really makes Master Mold really strong is that you really don't need to buy very much for it to work. And there are some games where I literally didn't buy anything but Master Mold and was still able to win quite quickly. So it's... I think that's very telling that if you that you can have a team that's so self-sustaining uh, that he doesn't really need all that many support pieces until something goes wrong. Uh, it's very hard to stop. Yeah, and it's that initial commitment to get to the six cost as fast as possible. But once you've got it, it makes a lot of decisions quite a bit easier after that. And like you said, there's not a ton of stuff to purchase. I know I turned to Super Rare Robin a couple times today for a bit more removal on teams where there was no Deccan. So I could pip stuff out of their field and swing through for bigger damage. But other than that, I mean, I think I put Drax on somebody just for the sake of slowing them down because the timing worked out and the energy didn't to get Master Molds. But, yeah. I think the one thing that's really missing right now in this meta uh, is mass removal. 
Like that's something that's very hard to come by. Um, and a lot of the removal that we have access to is spot removal that you know you can ping off one thing. But the fields are so massive. It's so easy to get tokens or characters out that you know, removing one character often isn't enough of a difference. You know, in some matchups it can be. Um, but I saw a lot of teams just like not even reach for their removal at all or not really have as much removal as maybe we're used to from some of the old metas. And I think there were several games I played today where getting Master Molds right away put my opponent on the back foot. Yeah. And once they got there, they struggled to recover because it can happen so fast. And you can have, you know, three five five tokens out there in a single turn by just fielding, attacking, and KOing your own Master Molds. So it's it's a th- it's a threat. It's a tough team, but I think there's tech against it. I didn't. I saw some things today that would work. Um, we'll have to see if anybody gets anything that's faster than Master Mold tomorrow, though. For sure. Yeah. It's uh, one of the things that I expected to see a little bit more today uh, was mutation, which is an interesting way of countering Deken. Mm-hmm. Um, now, obviously, you don't want to be running that if you also have Deken on your team yeah. because then you're giving <laughs> your opponent what they need to turn it off. But it is an interesting way. I think, especially for. I'm hoping the Barry Allen teams don't clue in in time for tomorrow that running mutation on their teams can actually be quite a potent weapon against the Ken-based Master Ball teams. I think that there is a tendency among many of us to, including me, to assume mutation as an offensive weapon and forget sometimes that it can be a defensive weapon too. Um, and when used defensively, it's almost more potent than offensively. Because I feel like mutation is a lot of times to get around something, you know, to get around drafts or to get around something that's stopping you from getting your win condition on the field. I don't know that enough people have played it defensively enough to get that comfort level where, you know what, I'm going to spin something out of your field and replace it with something I want, you know, that I, that I don't want as much in your field. Because it, it's not that positive trade-off. It's a lesser of two evils kind of trade-off on the defensive side. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's very situational for... And maybe one of the reasons why we didn't see it very much today is I don't think as many people were expecting to see Deken or really saw the value or how strong Deken really was until uh, our success using it today. So um, I think people will catch on to that eventually. Uh, it's not it's not a huge leap to once you kind of realize that Deken is a little bit of a scary threat. Um, there aren't a ton of ways to counter something that's sitting in the use pile, and, and mutation is somewhat of an obvious one once you start to think down that line. Yep, yep, absolutely. All right, well, I think uh, you deserve a beer. <laughs> I would enjoy a beer as well. So uh, not gonna if you're ready to call it, we can head out. Sounds good. All right, thanks so much. Yay, yay, yay. Yeah, so once again, congratulations to Dana and a massive well done to our man Andy America as well, battling his way to, to the final. What a ledge. Yeah, very proud of both you gents. Uh, I know we were joking before your segment, but uh, you, you both really are highly capable players. I've, I've played both of you in one capacity or another and you know enjoyed the experience. But what, what really stands out to me in the conversation between Andy and Dana there is just the level of like the banter, the sportsmanship, the warmth, the community feeling between the two of them. You know, they both have just battled it out in a grueling mastermind versus mastermind face off <laughs> mastermind, master mold, not mastermind. Describing them as masterminds. No, well, they, yes, indeed they are, but no, I just got a, a random 
card in my head there. I was thinking of something else. But yeah, the Master Mold versus Master Mold face-off, drag-out match. Uh, from what I understand from people spectating live at the time, it was a right nail-biter. And yeah, just this wonderful, really warm, lovely banter between the two of them. A great feel, which I think reflects just the community as a whole and um, I believe reflects kind of ha- what the atmosphere was like at the event too. So that's what really stands out to me. They're just two really top blokes, aren't they? Yes, they are. Lovely, lovely yeah. men. Uh, indeed, yeah, I entirely agree. But speaking of lovely, lovely people, uh, I'm moving on chronologically over the weekend's events at Worlds. On the Friday night, as I mentioned before, was the WizKids Fan Appreciation Presentation. Now, uh, if you're not familiar with this, at conventions and at large-scale events, WizKids do what they call a Fan Appreciation Presentation, where they kind of just talk about new releases, upcoming stuff to get excited about, uh, give fans a sneak peek at stuff that's on the way. This often includes Dice Masters and often includes a few cheeky spoilers as well. Ooh. Yeah, I, I obviously, you know, naturally pulled, kicked it old school, pulled an all-nighter, like back in the day, uh, reported on the spoilers. So everything that the folks you're about to hear uh, talk about is is obviously, there's an article on the subject that shares my thoughts. I did my first gut instinct reaction spoiler review on the blog over at BritRoller6.com, but also all the images are in our unreleased set spoilers gallery as well. So anything that pricks your ears up through the upcoming conversation, you can go and take a look at that. But uh, we have Andy with Rob and Henry, father and son duo. Uh, I'm very pleased, actually, that Andy managed to get Rob on record. Yeah, why's that? Uh, because Rob's a, a, a huge supporter of our work. He's, he, he comments regular. He, he chats with me on Board Game Geek and stuff. Um, so it, it warmed me cockles. Warmed me cockles oh. to hear his voice and, and have him on the podcast um, because he's he's always been hugely supportive and never had anything but positive feedback and great you know great stuff to say to me. Um, and he's the kind of guy that makes all this worthwhile for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Hi, Rob. Hi, Rob. Yeah, shout out to Rob, everybody. Uh, Rob Z. What's, what's so, his son? Uh, Henry. Hi, Henry. Absolutely. Okay. So, uh, and Petrus is with them as well, who uh, many out there will know is a regular player on the Canadian scene. So, let's have a listen to what they had to say about what they'd just seen during the fan appreciation presentation. Spoilers. This is Andy May reporting live for the Ministry of Dice. We just uh, went to the WizKids fan events, and there are a few of us here around the table to talk about what we saw. Robert Zank from Nashville, Tennessee. Petrus Chan um, from Ottawa, Canada, Unknown Force. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, sorry. One more time on the on the name. Unknown Force on Discord. All right, I pulled the pulled the mic away too fast on that one. Henry Zink from Nashville, Tennessee. All right. So, any thoughts on what you saw? I mean, I guess I think my favorite was the full art distraction, but did anybody see anything that caught their eye from another angle as far as the text goes? I don't think I had seen The Invisible Woman, and we've had three of the Fantastic Four for so long. AVX. Yes. <laughs> so, we finally have an Invisible Woman. Looks like she doesn't have an icon, or they didn't finish the art yet. So, non-comment comment on that. Apparently, there were some disputes with Marvel properties at that time. Okay. So, there are rumors, proven rumors, <laughs> that the Invisible Woman was supposed to be in the Uncanny X-Men uh, set. And there are even pictures of an Invisible Woman die image on the Uncanny X-Men gravity feed boxes or the collector box. So, this, is, uh, this has been a long time coming that we're seeing the Invisible Woman. Yeah. 
Yeah. Did you see anything? I saw like the the global like the collector, but you pay a life. So when IG gets rotated out, you're probably going to be seeing a lot of people paying a life to either feel feel the psychic or not, or maybe they won't use it at all because it's like I don't want to pay a life unless there's some life gaining thing we don't know about. Yeah. What did you think of the epic basic action, Henry? Hmm. They look pretty good, but the one that caught my eye the most was the one where you pay a life to draw a die, and I might be using that too much where I gamble all my life yeah. on a roll. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's the purpose of that one, wasn't it? It had something to do with Doctor Doom, but I can't remember the na- Oh, it was the Darkhold. It was, yeah, so using the Darkhold does corrupt you, so you think you're susceptible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> However many dice you have in your bag, that's how many life you're gonna pay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If there are seven dice in there, just go for it. I mean, it's only one to Ken, right? Yeah. I heard somebody who's at the table was like, "I'm gonna pay twelve and then <laughs> draw twelve dice." I mean, <laughs> if you got them, you know, flaunt them, right? Yeah. <laughs> the Hellfire Gala, you have to have uh, what sixteen dice in the field, so. If it's all compatible, you know, we could probably work something out. I definitely saw uh, opportunities when there were 16 dice in the field today, and I was kind of <laughs> kicking myself on that one. So, yeah, that, it could be the next Hellfire Gala. Yeah. Um, so, in all honesty, we saw, what, eight slides tonight? So we saw the Origins pack. We saw another Invisible Woman with a Force Block. Kind of exciting there. Um, and then we saw the full art distraction. We saw the epic basic action and a handful of character cards. Anything stick out to anybody? The invisible woman dice. <coughs> because yes. you would be able to basically customize your own dice with them. You like, would. So what's on the invisible woman dice? Let's share that. It's just blank. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing on there but the numbers. So, yeah, you could do whatever you wanted to with that one. But they would not be tournament legal. Mm-hmm. But they would still be fun to make them with. It's like having a blank art alt card, right? Yeah. We like drawing on those. Oh, have you done some of those for yourself? Mm, I have some, but I don't draw on them. Okay. His sister's the artist. I used to take mine to Comic Cons and uh, and pass them to artists who would do cool like thumbnail sketches and stuff. So, yeah. All right. If we don't have anything else to say tonight, I think we can wrap this one up. So thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good night. Yay! Yay! Yeah, so wonderful, really, to hear some folks out and about who just literally just seeing this stuff presented to them live in the fan appreciation event and reflecting on some of the stuff that was going on. Interesting thoughts about the new Psychic Maker Global. Uh, interesting thoughts about the, uh, the the new epic basic action that was revealed, the dark hold, uh, the game text of which, of course, we knew because uh, for regular listeners will know that when Jimmy was on with us a couple of months back and was talking about epic basic actions, it was the text for the dark hold that he, he mentioned as his little tease, uh-huh. you know, the pay the life to draw, pay X life to draw X cards. Yeah. So I think that's really interesting. 
and the Invisible Woman. So yeah, head on over to uh, BritRoller6.com to get caught up if you want to take a look at them. Or I've also done a video walking through the fan appreciation reveals over on our YouTube channel as well, and everything will be linked in the show notes down below. Uh, so thanks to Rob, thanks to Henry, thanks to Petrus for sharing their thoughts. That wrapped up Friday, moving into the Saturday. Oof. And this was, yeah... This was high competitive tension time, folks, because the Saturday was the World Championship event. World Championship event uh, in speech marks because it was attended by nationals from just two countries, both of which were situated on the North American continent. (laughs) One one day series of baseball, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. One day we will, we will have a legitimate world. However, Where that doesn't that take be? Russia. Uh, <laughs> no, most definitely not. That's quite central, though, isn't it? Yes, it is. But <laughs> Andy England, folks, like right on the cusp of current affairs. <laughs> <laughs> really got his finger on the post. When was the last time you read a paper or watched the news, dude? <laughs> time for that. <laughs> I see the notifications. I just, that's about it. Yeah, <laughs> I see the notifications. <laughs> I am. Um, I suppose everywhere is central. Really, it depends where you live. <laughs> that's also true i'm just gonna move past this one <laughs> just gonna move past it <laughs> the world championship event yeah so all right uh, i may be bantering about uh, how many countries were involved but that does not of course take away from the high level of competitive talent that was on display and many previous high seeded players uh, were present to participate in the event including previous winners yeah it may only may only have been canada and the united states but it will have been a grueling competitive day for sure slugfest absolutely absolutely uh, so at the world championship event there was 21 players once again in uh, attendance the finals that took place were between laurier <laughs> And Dana, once again, what? Yeah, fought his way all the way through to the finals again. And at this point, we have to say congratulations to Laurier because through that grueling battle of Canadians, that pair of Canucks battling it out, Laurier took the top spot and is now our 2022 Dice Masters world champion. Congratulations, Laurier. God, he can have a clap. He can, he can, yeah, he can have a clap. Yeah, there's something going on in Canada for sure. Yeah. And incidentally, in addition to you know Laurier taking the top spot, Dana, you know, <laughs> one and two were uh, both Canadians. And up until this point, Dana was completely undefeated the entire weekend long. That mate, he's probably in, including the drafts he played now. in. Yeah, trying to recover. That was his one and only loss, and that was in the final which is just a moral victory for Dana, yeah. if not in nothing else. Yeah. He's uh, both th- in a corner somewhere. Like, yeah. Completely yeah. melted. Just all the lights off a bit. One of those big weighted blankets. <laughs> <laughs> just, 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 just saying, of friends on repeat. 
<laughs> yeah, just saying the words. I feel the master mold token <laughs> over and over again. I've got four sentinels in the field, <laughs> just muttering to himself. He's got chalk and written it on all the walls. Yeah, around. All the walls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sentinel token, sentinel token. Just drawing purple squares <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> oh dear. But uh, yeah, Data was undefeated. Both of these individuals were running with a Master Mold Villainous Pat combo teams. Dana had used the, that very same team to uh, take the top spot at US Nationals. And in fact, Andy America was running heavily with Master Mold and Villainous Pat the day before at US Nationals as well. So it was clearly a very popular win condition. I, uh, Andy sent me a stat. Let me just get his email up. Um, Yep, he sent me a stat. Let me find his email. Where's your email, Andy? Not that one, that one. We emailed. We've emailed a few times over the last couple of days. Uh, Yeah, so Andy tells me that the world's finals out of the top eight cut had seven Master Mold teams and one Barry Allen team. That's a significant Master Mold. That's a lot of Astabolds. I've got some theories by uh, in about that. You've got some theories about that? Yeah. Because of our predictions, going back to our predictions from last uh, right. episode, obviously everyone said beat sticks are going to be the thing. Lo and behold, beat sticks were a thing. I was hoping that something a little bit quirky would come out of the woodwork. And they do, as you go through the list, you can see that there are a few experimental teams out there. But I think it's, it's the... There's a few reasons, like the one and done, the 35-minute rounds, it does lean itself towards, if you're thinking, what kind of team am I going to play? And you think, what kind of team am I going to do the best with in a, in a short one round? Then you would lean towards the Master Mold and the Barry Allens of the world. Yeah. Um, you know, your big beat sticks and what are you going to do well in the 35 minutes and a one round. Uh, but also, it's I think it's the investment. I mean, you're not just you know playing online. You're not at home. You've invested the time and the energy to and money to, to make the trip out. You want to do a good show. You're probably going to play safe. So that's my thought. Yeah. Is that it's the safe option. And it like when I went to Worlds and spent all that money that I've only just paid off um, to go there, <laughs> um, you know, there was a, well, I don't want to risk it because I want to do well. And even, you know, the risk could be great or could be terrible so you kind of go safe and i think maybe that is a, a reason why we saw so many master molds it'd be interesting to see if it differed if it was like an online event where it's uh you know the most you got to pay out for is is you know sending the family off somewhere and see if yeah. that's different people do so it but yeah uh that was my thoughts yeah, uh, I mean, Master Mold was less present comparably, I think, in the US Nationals. Uh, I do wonder if Dana's success on the Friday uh, had influenced people's decisions. Also, uh, I wonder if people were holding... There's always that question in there about whether you play the same team two days in a row kind of thing. Yeah. At both events and tip your hands. Uh, but following the US Nationals... Uh, sorry, the World's competition Andy got together uh, once again with a couple of friends of the podcast Craig and Charlie and uh, to have a little bit of a chat about the world's tournament and their reflections on what they saw um, and talking a little bit about some of the more <laughs> highlighting hopefully some of the more creative or off meta teams that were going on during the event yay, yay, yay. 
Hey, this is Andy May, recording live for the Ministry of Dice, and we just finished Dice Masters World Championships, and I'm with a couple of folks here. Hi, I'm Craig Hubner, out of the St. Louis area. And I'm Charlie Cates from the Atlanta area. All right. So we saw a lot of Master Mold today. I think I it was did. 11 of 21 teams. <laughs> Charlie, however, did not see Master Mold. What did you see? Because you saw a bit more off-the-wall stuff today. Yeah, so... Um yeah, I prepared for Master Mold, and the majority of the field was Master Mold. I played against uh, Jocelyn, who was playing Thor. I, I played against Patrick, who was playing uh, Super Rare Harley Quinn and uh, Brainiac. Um, and then just some teams. I, I did finally get to play against the Flash team after those two matchups, and uh, another team that I don't remember. <laughs> Yeah. Craig, did you see anything other than Master Mold? No, actually, in trying to really be accurate and thinking about it, I believe I did only play against one Master Mold team for the day. Yeah, out of the five matches. And, uh, yeah, it, it really did wallop me very handily. But I, I think that was that was it. Otherwise, Barry Allen was the other really handling shellacking. You know, it got me bad. Um, but then the others were creative teams that were looking at utilizing other mechanics. Uh, the one that I enjoyed the most uh, was a rare Starro with the Moon Knight copying a She-Hulk with the mechanic to be able to you know, bring a die from the use pile at the start of the turn. That would be the Starro that would then take control of one of your you know one of the opponent's dies which was always one of mine and man then they would have it for that full turn to use against me it was pretty awesome wow that's a fun team i did not even see that one um i played against a master mold team and then followed that up with a master mold team another master mold team and then a fourth master mold team and i i didn't have to play the first game which was kind of nice but uh so I didn't have a fifth opponent. I just had four master molds, and that was my day was slogging. <laughs> well, so should we? Is there enough content to really have people understand how awesome you did do yesterday and how it led into today? Is there a real explanation out there? Uh, I I yeah, know why that. Did you, why did you have a buy, Andy? That's what we want to know. Why did you have a buy? I had a good day yesterday. I uh, I did finish in the in the top two yesterday in in nationals, and I would probably not say that if I were the champion. So you can guess which of the top two <laughs> I was at the end of the day. So, yeah. Second place is not always the first loser. I still feel pretty good about it. Yeah. Very much so. So thanks, Craig. No, it was great to watch yesterday. And to know then, so with the opportunity you guys did have to have the buy, there wasn't anything that you really needed to do to prepare or anything for the rest of the, the other four matches of Switch. It was just rest and get ready? Basically, yeah. The two of us were supposed to check each other's team sheets, so Dana and I just sat down and verified that, yes, the card names are correct, the dice counts are correct, and then we waited. So I know Dana went around and scoped things out to see what the competition looked like, but I I don't know. I just took the time off and hung out, drank a little bit of water, and waited, I guess. Yeah, I had to be somewhere nearby, but I didn't want to hover. So, yeah. So you guys saw the weird stuff, but Charlie, you started with a loss. I lost to Jocelyn. Okay, lost to Jocelyn. And Craig, did you start with a loss? I started with a win. 
that okay. was not to a master mold team. Um, I really wish I could honor. It was one of the uh, players, Charlie Charles from Mississippi. Great guys, wonderful community down there, and uh, dang, just right now it's totally left my mind as to what Charlie was running the Vulcan team. Okay, yeah, I think I saw Charlie's team yesterday. I'm not sure that he swapped out much, if anything, from that. It was Flash. Oh, okay. It was bad, yeah. but he didn't get, yeah. Because we, we, we had a Charlie off, so uh, <laughs> so I also did get to play play him at one point, and he was playing a Flash team, the with the uh, aggressive Flash team with the Drax. Yeah, Charlie, when I moved on to top eight today, Charlie took my Global Escalation team and entered it into the Global Escalation event, and it looks like he was doing okay. I think he was in not the not the one and two, but in the three and four spot. So, hopefully, it worked out for him because it was. I was pretty excited to play it and kind of happy and sad that I, <laughs> that I was in top eight, but uh, but not being able to play Global Escalation. Craig, did you didn't play Global Escalation? I, I did not. I think they're still going right now, right? The uh, the final round had just started. Patrick was playing... Ian. Ian. Yeah, yeah. Ian Porter's team uh, was similar to what I had brewed up and handed over. Uh, he was also running a Mary Shazam Super Rare. But he threw the Decan in there to go... <laughs> I mean, it's global escalation. Everything's fair game, right? Decan's not banned until tomorrow, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, throw the decan on while you can. It's banned tomorrow no matter what, right? Because the final that's ongoing right now for Worlds both have decan, right? Yes, and yesterday's final both had decan yeah. as well. Yeah. So, did you guys see decan today? After yesterday? So, yesterday, to fill everybody in, there were two decans, and we went one and two. And I know I saw two other Dekens today, but did you guys run into that at all? No, I know I absolutely didn't run into Deken. Um I had a team that offered pe- me the chance to uh, attack people unblockable with uh, Dr. Fade or Starro, something that would be in the higher range if I could get them to their third level. And there was no nobody addressed that with the Deken, So, What were you running? I was running, uh, for today's Worlds, I was running Dr. Fate Common, that um, when he attacks, he can add the attack value of of a dice not attacking, and then I had the Uncommon Storm, that when fielded, if a character has three attack or less, it's unblockable. And then with a spin-up global from Orion is really what I was trying. I could try and get Dr. Fate at his middle level or lowest level unblockable for the turn and then spin him up and then go through with him at a 7 plus whatever was not attacking. And so for two matches, it worked out for me. Okay. Did you throw mutation on there too, just in case he came in too hot? I did. Absolutely. Had mutation and then the Orion spin up and... It's fun. It is really fun. fun. But, you know, you take what you get. Yeah, I I thought we'd probably see Deken on every team that didn't have mutation. And uh, because people would be looking to use mutation defensively. But, uh, Charlie, did you see any of it? Um, I saw Deken on a couple teams. Like, my team dealt chip damage. I was playing Jubilee. 
so no one bothered with Dekin against me. Uh, but yeah, I saw a few Dekin go unpurchased in my matchups. Yeah, and you and I talked about this a little bit ago, Charlie, that we were surprised nobody ran more burn damage because Dekin is seven damage per turn, which means I can burn you for seven on my turn, then I can do it again on your turn. And with Thor, six damage, honestly, on an opponent's turn is not out of the question. So if you can do a seven, a six, and a seven, it's game over. And I didn't see much of that at all today. Anybody? Well, you had super rare Thor on your team. Yeah, I had both Thor and Jubilee. I only hit... I only hit both in one game, which was which was against Patrick, uh, which Patrick ended up winning. Um, he he was using super rare Harley Quinn and basically kept was able to the with Winfield and Psychic still two damage, so he was able to keep clearing my Thor and Jubilee, uh, so I wouldn't have them when I got a global window on his turn. Um, so my damage output just eventually couldn't keep up and he swung for i think 20 with uh sidekicks and a couple a little bit of help um using brainiac to clear the way so oh right the rare brainiac with the range one yeah okay yeah we were were best playing small bodies and so i had him at four and he then just cleared my cleared my board that super rare harley quinn is underrated honestly it's a really fun card and i thought we might see one or two teams with it so I'm not surprised it was Shadow that brought it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else you guys want to touch on? I think they're probably finishing up in there. So we could go check out the results if you wanted. Or you guys want to keep the conversation going? No, I'm good either way. But, yeah, I am interested because we do have a chance to see somebody that goes completely undefeated for two days. And that should be mentioned as well that... Dana has lost one match, actually, in a best two out of three. So he went 5-0 and yesterday. His first two out of three, he I believe it was his first, he lost a game, uh, won the other two, and then he won, well, two and then one against me. We only, we only finished one game. And, and, and today he has not lost. He's, so. also un- he's also undefeated in three drafts. Oh. Well, <laughs> if, you, if he really needs to rub it in, I yeah, suppose he yeah. can bring that up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, I think we can head in there and see what's going on if you want to. And yeah. thanks a lot, guys. No, thank you. Yes, there we go. So thanks to Craig and Charlie for sharing their thoughts. Um, really great to hear. I, I hope they won't take offense, but this kind of idea of, uh, you know, the, the view from outside the top eight you know what i mean like the people who uh, where the fun tables were in my humble opinion that's where you are uh, quite often yeah absolutely uh guilty as charged now on the uh, saturday there was also a global escalation event which took place uh, however uh, and he wasn't able to capture any audio for or in reflection of the global escalation event because the start time for global escalation kicked off while the Worlds was still taking place, their top cut. And Andy, once again, because he's a ledge, was in the top cut. So he wasn't you know, he wasn't free and available to either participate in the Global Escalation. So uh, I know there's a little bit of a chat on that, but the Global Escalation therefore had just 10 players competing. It was uh, Patrick, otherwise known as Shadowmeld, who took the top spot in the Global Escalation event. Oh, I bet he was busy in his lab. Well, he won it with a vicious struggle list. <laughs> 
Not too long in the lab then. <laughs> yeah, but he he's that guy who turns up to the global escalation with <laughs> with his vicious struggle list. Um, I think the the global escalation, yeah, relatively low attended due to the top eight cut. It's obviously taking away a batch of players who ordinarily would have gone across, but I also think the folks were just a bit less interested in the global escalation. Um, they they maybe just had modern cards with them or were a bit out out competitioned <laughs> by that point yeah. after after playing the Swiss rounds in Worlds. Uh, but certainly, congratulations to Patrick and apologies folks we haven't got any coverage on the global escalation and that wrapped up Saturday uh, with Laurier taking his trophy posing in front of the, the Wizkid sign doing his little cheer well um, yeah and that takes us then into the Sunday uh, and on the Sunday it was the pauper event that took place pauper event is that yeah pa- all the commons that's, yeah, commons only, but modern. It was modern commons only. Modern commons. Yeah. That's quite cool, isn't it? I don't think they've done that in an event before. I might be wrong. I might be talking about it somewhere else. But um, I don't remember it. It might have been, at, I suppose it might have been at Memphis before, last time. Uh, yeah, we definitely had pauper at Euros in 2019. Did you? Yeah, yeah, definitely a pauper. Okay. I probably didn't talk about it a great deal because I did abysmally in it. Oh, okay. Well, we've lost <laughs> over that. <laughs> It's, it's certainly it's not one that's talked about as much as uh, like things like 10 and 10 and Global Escalation. We seem to have covered them to death. Maybe we'll get uh, RJ Retro on to talk more about that. <laughs> yeah, RJ, big fan of the pauper. Uh, but there was 18 players on the Sunday participating in the pauper event. And the winner of, of said tournament was the aforeheard Petrus. So well done, Petrus. Congratulations. Yeah. Running a common anti-monitor Dr. Fate list, um, which was... A lovely little common combo uh, available in the pauper. Uh, Andy, once again, uh, gathered up a couple of players following the pauper event taking place. He's got Ryan and Ray. Uh, again, big shout out to Ryan, Raw Travel Online, very well known in the uh, online Discord scene. He's uh, often about uh, in the chat uh, and an absolute legend. I've played him several times. He's got an awesome Star Wars play map. Oh, nice. Which I tip, which I tip my hat to. <laughs> it's a wonderful chat. I'd like to know, in fact, uh, gents, if someone could get in touch, I want to know about how you ended up taking seventy to the face. Um, but let's have a listen <laughs> to what to Andy, face. Ryan, and, yeah, to the face. <laughs> nice. let's, let's have a listen to what uh, Ryan, Ray, and Andy have to say, and then I'll just bounce straight off Ryan and. Andy and Ray's chat into a brief wrap up uh, that took place with Andy and Jocelyn from the Double Double and Dice to kind of close out the weekend. So here is your Sunday reflections, folks. Yay! This is Andy May reporting live for the Ministry of Dice from the Pauper event. It's Sunday and everything is winding down around here and uh, people are just having fun and enjoying the Pauper as far as what I can see. I know I'm running weenie weenie spam right now just because I'm kind of tired of being that competitive and uh, I brought a couple of friends to talk about how things are going Hi, I'm Ray from Orlando I'm Ryan Raw Travel Alright, so what have you two seen today that's been kind of fun to witness in the pauper? Uh, well, obviously there's lots of Starro Anti-Monitor um, and uh, the, the funnest thing that happened to me was a Frontline Anti-Monitor and getting pushed with 70 to the face <laughs> Oh, wow. Is that the pauper record right there? Has anybody kept track? Uh, I think so. I think that might have beat what... Because Nick asked, and uh, he sounded impressed, so I'm assuming it was above the the record. Nice. Have you seen anything cool, Ryan? 
Uh, yeah, I think the coolest thing I saw was your team. Because okay. uh, basically I've met a couple of anti-monitor Staros and they just crushed my soul really fast. So, you know, your team was really fun. My, and I like, I, I'm glad that it went off at least once, so it's yeah. awesome. I did finally win a game, which is kind of exciting. Uh, yeah, against Ryan, it was, it was a total comedy of errors. So we were paired up in the first round and... I've never seen that much energy on consecutive turns back and forth and back and forth over and over again. So we had, I had bought, I think, eight things and had fielded maybe two of them at one point. It was, I bought too much stuff, honestly, but still, it was getting a little frustrating. You stopped buying things because you just had too many dice. You're like, okay, I'm going to just sit on this seven energy and not buy any more because I have them all, basically. Yeah. It, it was just too ridiculous yeah. at that point. It, it was a blast to play. We were both laughing and we were both whiffing and it got... It, we, I think we might be slap happy at the end of the weekend here at this point too. But, and so tell me about the weekend. How's it gone? Because you have not been out to any major WizKids events, right, Ryan? No, this is my first time coming to a, a Nats and a Worlds, and really my first time meeting all the people that I've been playing online with, and that's been really the best part of the whole thing. I mean, Dice Matches is fun, and I'm having a great time playing, but meeting all you guys is just is the, the best. That's one of the things that I heard last night. Somebody said to Dana, to uh, General Nemesis, that it's good to put a face to the hands, which I thought was fantastic with all the online play that everybody's been doing. Uh, Ray, it's I, been a while for yes, you. It, it would be similar, but this is my second time. Uh, I've never been to Worlds, but second time coming out, meeting everyone, uh, seeing faces that I haven't seen in a while. You were the first person I met at Origins, so it was nice to see you again. Uh, I purposely did not buy a lot of Superman Kryptonite, so I was able to complete so much of it here through the charity box, the generosity of trades. It was wonderful. I got That's the best part, and then obviously meeting all the amazing people is perfect it's the best community of any game i've ever been a part of that's one of the things that consistently gets brought up at these events is just how much fun we all have together there's a time to sit down at the table and compete and there's a time <laughs> to sit down on the ta- at the table and uh, completely biff everything and yeah. just have a blast doing yeah. it yeah. and then afterward let's all you know go grab some dinner and a beer it's it's oh, a yeah. wonderful community. Oh, last night was awesome. Uh, Ryan and I, we didn't sit next to each other, but Ryan and I went to dinner with eight other people, and it was a blast. It was fun. It was an experience, and it was fun. It was awesome. Lots of laughing. It was nice to see both of the, the, U, the U.S. champion and world champion were there. It was nice to see them smile and not just, like, staring at their board, contemplating. Uh, so it was, it was a great time. Yeah. I don't think you watched any of the games that Dana and I played because uh, they, they were... We had a very good time playing together. Uh, in addition to enjoying the competition, we were uh, we were you know kind of needling each other and having a, having a blast. So he can smile. He's a good guy. Yeah. I, I yeah likewise, and that's just because you're such a great guy. You were able to get him to smile during the game. I don't know about yeah. that, but thanks. Yeah. Uh, anything else you two want to share about the weekend? Um, I'm getting ready to go on my tour of uh, Graceland. So that's going to be fun. Uh, right after this event is over, I think we're going to go. Well, to the House of Elvis. Um, so a suggestion. We, do, we probably don't need to do this one on mic. Yeah, we'll do it on mic. Uh, when you go, make sure that you do go up to the house. Because my first time, Charlie and I went together last Worlds and did the whole museum and went through the planes. But we didn't have time to go to the house. 
So make sure that you do tour the house because I did it uh, Thursday morning before the draft started. It's it's a really good time. So, yeah, Ray, anything else? Uh, nothing I can't think of that I've already said. We got one more game to go, so hopefully it's another fun one. Uh, I got a long drive ahead of me, so it'll be fun. Uh, yeah, it's just been awesome meeting everyone. Yeah. Well, outstanding. Hey, thanks, guys, so much, and we probably better get back there for our last game. Yay, yay, yay. This is Andy May reporting live for the Ministry of Dice, and we have wrapped up the World Championship weekend here in Memphis, Tennessee, and I am sitting down with... Jocelyn from A Double Double and Dice and dm-north.com and Dice Station Zebra. So, Jocelyn, you've been busy recording audio all weekend. I have been not doing quite what you guys are doing. So the coverage that we've been doing this weekend is a little bit more focused on talking to some of the players who don't get coverage um, and not doing, kind of leaving the top four up to to you and Arge to take care of. And Arge has been vigorously uh, grabbing people as soon as matches are over and doing a fantastic job. Let's put that out there. Uh, so I've been trying to just do a little bit more conversational interviews with a handful of players and try to get some voices out there for people to hear from. So what did you think? How'd you do this weekend? And, you know, any thoughts you might have? I think the weekend went really well, Andy. I really enjoyed coming back to do the World Championships again. Um, everyone keeps saying last year, but of course it was last time, three years ago, because there's been a, there was a blip and, and now we're back. But it was really great to get back, to see everyone, to meet new faces. There was new players that came that we hadn't met before or had come out during the... Un- unmentionable time during COVID um, that we've seen online but hadn't come out. So it was really great to meet Ryan Raw Travel. That was his first time out. Uh, we met Todd and John, who were up from where uh, Nick's Nick's place, Nick's area, um, and it was uh, great to see the Mississippi crew again. And, and today they brought out some of their sons to the Popper event, which was pretty good. Yeah, we we got a glimpse of some future players today. I think so. Uh, I don't know how the kids did. I wasn't really paying attention to the standings, but did anybody uh, in that group finish fairly? highly i know one of them went three and two so i think all of the kids at least made top 16 in popper very cool i know i lost to henry zinc yeah Uh, so henry was running a pretty cool team i don't know how well it worked for him uh because i think he finished about right behind me my day was not stellar but i had a blast and i played some great opponents so you did not partake in popper what did you do today I was playing Heroclix today, so I played Heroclix today, and I played Heroclix on Friday, and I played Dice Masters on Thursday and Saturday, so I split my weekend up. Today I was doing what's called the X of Swords Storyline OP, which is three months all done at once at the event. Uh, I did not do particularly well, (laughs) but I didn't do particularly poorly either. I was kind of just middle of the pack, 25th out of 40, so not quite top half. It's good to know that we haven't completely lost you over to the the hero clicks dark side, not yet. No, I won't completely go over, but the, I, I continue to maintain that the two events, the two types of games, work different parts of my brain. So the hero clicks is a different type of strategy than the dice masters is. But I did play in dice masters worlds yesterday, and I didn't have the greatest round. Um, I ended up, uh, I, I think I made sixteenth. So, you know not the bottom <laughs> right and and just in the super rares then just in the super rares i got a lowest lane super rare out of it ah i got a lowest lane super rare out of nationals i don't remember what i got yesterday but for those who uh are tuning in it's top 16 got a random super rare from superman kryptonite crisis so it was kind of a fun prizing uh to be part of yeah yeah 
I like. I, I liked the randomness of the sort of you just get a random super rare here you go it's something modern and it's something you can play with it was pretty cool yes yeah and it's it's a fun set almost all the super rares are actually playable as well so nice to see almost almost, almost. Uh, I don't know did you see any that weren't playable uh, <laughs> the Joker perhaps <laughs> and I think the Mr. Mind is not particularly good um, but uh, well, the other thing I did this weekend was I completed my almost completed my Superman Wonder uh, Superman Kryptonite Crisis set so I need one fat back and a full art Harley and I'm good to go wow wow alright so yeah I mean we're just kind of wrapping up and winding down is there anything else you want to share I just want to say thank you to you, Andy, because you've been gathering some audio as well as much as you said that you haven't. And, uh, you know, you also had two very grueling days of Dice Masters and top eighting and top fouring and top twoing and, you know, a lot a lot of things going on there. And you still managed to pull this audio off for the Ministry of Dice. So the Ministry of Dice better be sending you a nice paycheck for this. Uh, I think there will be a hearty, uh, heartfelt thank you in the mail <laughs> for me. Yeah, when this is all done. Probably the email. Thanks, Andy. <laughs> have, a, have a great, uh, safe trip home. Thanks. Yay, yay, yay. Well, there we are then, folks. As all things must, this episode of the Ministry of Dice has come to an end. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed listening. <laughs> yeah, and we did. And we did. Andy America. Was, yeah, tr- tremendous work, Andy America. Uh, a heartfelt thanks from me and Andy England here uh, for for doing that for us. He, he's turning out to be a p- pretty good US correspondent, actually. He is indeed. Much better than that last guy we had. Who? Exactly. <laughs> 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 Once again, to, uh, a massive congratulations to Patrick, to Petrus, to Dana and Laurier for their wins on the day. Um, Laurier is now our 2022 world champion, and I'm sure he's not going to let us forget about it for the next 12 months either. <laughs> no, sure that. He'll have T-shirts printed up. He'll be letting everyone know in work, you know, walking around. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll have one of them T-shirts. <laughs> sure yeah Laurie send Andy one of your uh, I'm world champ t- <laughs> t-shirts <laughs> oh dear but yeah massive congratulations everyone It the key thing though uh, and to sort of repeat uh, an observation from the Dana and Andy chat is that throughout the entire of that uh, our man Andy America spoke to a number of individuals who were participating over the weekend and the one thing the overriding thing that just stands out to me is just and everyone's so lovely. It is a good community that we have. And and it makes it, I mean, it's one thing we, we, we touched on last episode was, or well, I remember I listened back to it and I was saying, enjoy it. Because if not, you just wasted all your, you know, your precious free time that you get, you know, without your work, without work, without your family, you know, your, your me time. If you're not going to enjoy it, might as well not bother. And it does sound like people really listened to me and took that on board for the whole event. And you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound like a really good crowd it does sound like everyone was having a great laugh um we we are saddened to have missed out uh, and then one day maybe just maybe we'll make it out there for a world well, championship I, I i would love for WizKids to hold it in a, in a kind of a, a kind of better travel hub location that wouldn't involve like, whatever it was 20 hours of flying you know flying into 
yeah. the East Coast and then waiting in an Changing. airport for four hours and then changing and flying to another airport and then waiting there for two hours and then flying to another airport and all that. Um, it, it does. While I understand, because they've got obviously the connections through Necker and everything, the use of the venue, it does make it very difficult for those of us outside of North America to even consider it. I mean, if the price wasn't, it makes the price prohibitive, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Florida. The price would. Yeah. Um, go to Disneyland after. Yeah. And pop it in on the East Coast. East Coast isn't too bad. Quick seven hour flight, door to door, you know what I mean? So, uh, but that is what it is. Um, so, thank you, uh, Andy America. Thank you, everybody who contributed to the episode this week. Uh, and we're really super, super happy and pleased to hear that you all had such a great time. If you would like to hear from Laurier as our new world champion, then I'll direct you over to the most recent episode of the Double Double and Ice podcast, uh, where he has a chat with Jocelyn at length uh, about kind of what he had going on because uh, obviously Laurier is not featured on our episode here today we've had Andy and we've had Dana etc etc um, if you want to a quick reminder if you want to engage with the spoilers then head on over to BitRoller6 or youtube.com forward slash the Ministry of Dice check out the video or read the article that are on those two areas respectively that's it I think that's everything isn't it um yeah, well, I think that's quite a lot that's been covered. What a great weekend that they had. I'm not jealous at all in the slightest. Uh, <laughs> however, moving forward, as we mentioned at the start, the 17th of November. No, nope, uh, 19th of November. The 19th of November, uh, etched forever in my memory, uh, is uh, the <laughs> Dice Masters versus Cancer event. So put that in your diaries more details to follow absolutely yeah, we'd love to see you there and helping us raise money for cancer research uk and if you're interested in some other online tournament play uh, the folks over at dm north are kicking off a new two-team takedown imminently too so go check that out over on their site dm-north.com uh, excellent okay well folks we'll see you in two weeks time i've been chris otherwise known online as true mr six uh, and i've been andy aka master mold <laughs> we'll see you later folks thank you bye bye <laughs> Don't make me laugh just before I'm about to. You put on a really weird voice when you did that. Starting <laughs> <laughs> now. That was unexpected. Made me chuckle. I tried to hold it in as well. but Well, it didn't work. Good. And then it made me laugh. And now we're going to have to start all over again, young man. Is that what you wanted? <laughs> that is, that's the voice. <laughs> Five seconds of silence, you <laughs>